This podcast is brought to you by Neds. Bet on the NRL with Neds and get pumped up odds with $2 lines on the NRL finals this week. Take it to the Neds level. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Jared Healy, Matthew Lloyd and Sam McClure with you on Sports Day and we're being joined by the boss of GWS, Dave Matthews, who joins us live. Dave, appreciate you coming on. Uh, what was your first reaction when you learnt the news of Jeremy's decision? Oh, look, it was disappointment. I mean, we probably felt this might have been where it was heading, uh, particularly when you see you know, Brian Cook, Sao Geelong come out, um, which is an unusual thing to do. A couple of, uh, I think, late last week or early last week, you think, OK, that's, you know, this campaign for a number of years might come off. But, you know, so we, we probably felt that we might be disappointed. So, yeah, it is disappointing. I mean, he's a foundation player. Uh, he's an outstanding young person and... Yeah, you know, this is this is the risk, I guess, when you've got a lot of talent that comes from the south. Um, and you know, he's been a terrific player for us. And um, yeah, so disappointment, yes. So, what's the strategy uh, now that you've freed up some space in your salary cap? And maybe it's uh, means others don't have to go. But right now, I think your average uh, punter looking at the Giants say so they're now back into rebuild mode. And that's not a dramatic rebuild, but uh, you certainly wouldn't be in premiership contention for next year. Yeah, I think we are. I mean, I still think it's probably more restructure than rebuild. I think our list strategy uh, has been has been smart, and we've we've generally shown a good track record of being able to retain the talent we've got. And you know, Jeremy leaves it provides opportunity for others, and and I think it's more of a restructure. I think our our list strategy is pretty sustainable, but you know, I was listening to your introduction. It's um, it's a difficult thing for our agency. I think I, was, I think we're on the record a few years ago as saying that you know one of the biggest risks to the expansion clubs in particular was you know the the, the free agency system, um, and it's it's probably proving that way. Dave, why do you think Jeremy's leaving GWS for Geelong? Oh, well, I think, and you know, I let him speak to it when when you guys access him at some point but I I think you'll find that he's he's glowing on the club. He you know, he's helped build it. So, you know, the culture is something he's contributed to. He he's certainly enjoyed his time at the Giants and I think he has nothing but good things to say about us. But it, you know, he's the reasons that get explained are more about family and lifestyle and, you know, he's his family's largely in the Western district in Victoria and you know, I think that's a factor, but you know, as you, again, I was listening to the introduction. When if Geelong was bottom four, I don't think he'd be going there, would he? No, but it's not as though the Giants are struggling. I mean, I know you guys have had a tough year on the field, but the most successful of all the teams in the previous four years when it comes to finals it doesn't sound like Geelong are throwing a million plus bucks at him. So it's just I'm fascinated as to why he's leaving GWS for Geelong. I mean, we just discussed it. It's a three and a half hour drive from where he grew up, so it's not as though it's close. Uh, but I still think it's just, you know, the sort of southern-based nature of the game. I mean, I know Jared's uh, been an advocate for this for some time, that it's just, you know, we've got to be mindful of the fact that, you know, players are largely managed out of Victoria, players are largely sourced out of Victoria or the southern states. I mean, it's, it's, it's I think there's, you know, it's, a, it's an inherent bias and, and you're working against it when you're trying to retain players and, you know, what we've been able to do is build a strong culture and we've had on-field success and they've been the keys to our retention. But that's not to say from time to time, you know, a Victorian player who gives you 10 years service doesn't 
um, take up the option that the system provides. Do you think if you had access to Cola, Dave, that it would have been easier to keep Jeremy? Yeah, look, I, I mean, I got flagged last week. I know Cola as an acronym has a lot of people up in arms. Uh, look, in the end, there's just an inherent market difference between um, you know the various cities in Australia where AFL clubs are based. I mean. I grew up in Geelong. The cost of living difference is probably 20% on Sydney, maybe more from a property point of view. Um, so, you know, I've said this before, and it's, it's it's not an issue that just arises out of circumstances around Jeremy Cameron. It's just that the same TPP dollars don't mean you've got the same purchasing power. That's just fact. Um, and you can't really dispute that fact, but that's not to say that uh, you know, we'd expect any adjustment. It's just it's there for people to see. But whether or not it it eventuates, I mean, it's. Um, I think you know, my, part of my point last week about the market differences in costs are, are you know also attributable to the soft cap that football staff, as we've had to reduce soft caps and therefore rene- renegotiate employment agreements, it gets more difficult to attract or retain. Um, yeah, football expertise in Sydney. I mean, I was talking to Tom Harley about it. He agrees that you know, that it sort of gets a bit amplified, or certainly amplified by the reduction in the soft cap. So I think you know the market differences are one that we just got to have a mature discussion about. But it tends not to be um, not to be too mature if we throw the acronym of Cola around. Hey Dave, watching Jeremy. A new acronym. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Uh, watching Jeremy Cameron play this late in the year, I could, you could just sense. Something wasn't right. And in your chats yeah. with him, did Jeremy talk to you or you know Zach Williams or Jaden Core about that? Was it about money for Jeremy? Where the sorry, the contract was playing on his mind with what had his form go off, or is there something within the team and the dynamic of the team that he wasn't also happy with, which has led to this decision? Oh, look, with Jeremy, I think you know by his own admission, he found the year very hard. He found the hub circumstances very, very difficult. Um, and I think we've seen examples of where some people have been able to thrive in those circumstances and others have found it hard. I think um, you know, the contract situation from our discussions with him wasn't something that would have affected his form too much, but I just know that um, you know, by his own admission he found the circumstances of the hub difficult. Yeah, and Zach, Zach Williams' situation, I mean, that's... That's a you know a significant offer for for a young man. That's that's you know that's effectively a money decision. But you know I don't see Jeremy's as one. Can I ask you about Josh Kelly, Dave? There was a uh, a clause. I think it was a two year get out clause, or a clause where he was able to go back to Melbourne if he wanted to, or, or another club. Is that up now? And is he a, is he a flight risk, or is it this time next year? No, it's this time next year, Jared. Yeah. So there was a it's an option that. We discussed at the time about you know what it would look like um, if he decided to extend beyond those two the initial two years. So yeah, those discussions are, are pretty much commenced and things that we'll keep talking about. Dave, can Dave? I ask what was uh, what was on the menu from a conversation standpoint at, at Rockpool last week when you had lunch with with Jeremy and, and Stevie J and James Warburton, the head of Seven? Yeah, look, um, I mean it's a very open and honest conversation. I've done. Jeremy, since he was 16, 17, he was in the AS Academy. He said, you know, we talk about, we've got a close relationship. We talk about a lot of things. He's very honest about, you know, the factors that were weighing on his mind and his nieces and nephews and, 
his parents and other things. So, yeah, we talked a bit about all that. We talked about some of the things that he was, he's been thinking about beyond footy. I mean, he's obviously his major passion's fishing, so that was um, a big a big part of the discussion. And, yeah, James Warburton, he's a, he's a, he's a friend, but he's also obviously a, a big... Uh, investor in the game of AFL and he's a big supporter of the Giants so it's just an opportunity to have a, a bit of a broader discussion and you know, Stevie Joe's a good mate of, of Jeremy's too so it was really just a, a catch-up that we actually intended to have uh, right on the eve of the season but then with the pandemic hitting it you know obviously you can't you can't have players sitting at restaurants um, with members of the sort of general public so we we held it off, but just scheduled it last week, and it was yeah, it was a discussion, and obviously aimed at continuing to sort of um, try to reassure him that this is the place to you know be a one club player and finish his career. But you know, obviously at the present time, that's not to be. And he's you know, we now go through the process, Sam, as he's a restricted free agent. Um, you know, it's most highly likely that we would uh, match the offer uh, from our understanding of what it's likely to be, and. Um, and then the ball's in Geelong's court to see whether they can um, satisfy us with the trade. What's what? he worth, Dave? Well, Talor and Shield were worth two first-round picks, so um, they're both very good players, but key forwards are hard to find, so um, I'm not sure. Dave, Dave would, you, would you like some seniority, some players to come back in of, of note and quality uh, or to use those picks to get elite talent so you've got enough young players so would your preference be yeah. to get a quality player back back through the door i think so Matt. i think it's probably a mix i mean it, that's just talking to jason mccartney yeah. a bit about over the last week or so this would be obviously one that he drives uh, and with adrian caruso and leon but um yeah potentially a mix well, you picked up a ripper in Riccardi, uh, and you got that uh, out of the blue. It was a great get by your recruiting staff. Uh, all eyes are going to be on him to see how he develops. You've got a couple of other options, uh, Finlayson and Himmelberg, um, which is a bit of a pity because I reckon Himmelberg might have ended up in the back half uh, had Jeremy stayed. But uh, you've still got plenty of pillars there, but the real challenge now is to get back up and contend. No doubt, Jared, no doubt at all, but we're... Going to work as hard as we can, and this uh, next trade period is going to be very interesting. Dave, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I know it's a disappointing result for the club, but onwards and upwards, and we'll chat to you soon. No problem. Cheers. Dave Matthews there, the CEO of the Giants. First player ever, Scoop, to be lured by a bluefin tuna. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, I, think that, I think that trade uh, is going to be difficult. Bl- it'll, get, it'll get done, but there's no way they'll Lordy- match. I mean, unfortunately, Dave uh, got a little bit garbled there just as he was giving us the uh, punchline. But he was setting up, it seems to me, to say that uh, he's worth more than two first-rounders. Yeah, I don't think they'll get more than that, in my opinion. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he's obviously a 50-year player, and he'll, he'll be that at Geelong. So he's worth probably – he's probably a better player, in my opinion, than Trelaw and Dylan Shields. So that's what they'd, they'd be saying. But um, it's interesting also, he said there, where Brian Cook's probably been in there for two – for a couple of years uh, chasing. So smart from Geelong. They played it well, but bitterly disappointing for the Giants. They've got a few first-round picks, um, of course, because of what happened with, with Tim They've Kelly. They've got three. Yeah, well, uh, now look for that. Carlton's pick at seven. Geelong will be more interested in trading to get to that pick, which Carlton think that'll help get Saad because mm-hmm. they don't want to give seven for Saad. And maybe it'll be more attractive for the Giants if, you know, the difference, Jared, between a first-round pick being 16 yeah. and, a, and a top tenner. 
they're almost different rounds, are they? Well, you would think so. I mean, that's what the st- stats suggest. So if they get two first-round picks for him, but one of them's pick seven, that changes things. This podcast is brought to you by Ned's Same Race Multi, available every day on all three racing codes. Pump up your odds in thoroughbred, greyhound and harness races by selecting two, three or four runners to finish anywhere inside the top four. Ned's Same Race Multi gives you bigger odds every day on all three racing codes. Take it to the Ned's level. T's and C's apply. Visit the website for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.